You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Marlins Rewind. Another great morning to you, Marlins Nation. That is now four comeback victories in the last week for your Miami Marlins as they upend the San Francisco Giants 4-2 and guarantee a series win. That is three straight for the Miami Marlins. And what did we learn? And we learned, and we probably already knew this, but it's a first-year manager. Skip Schumacher has a really good pulse to this team right now. On Monday, uh, after the victory against the San Francisco Giants, I spoke with Jazz Chisholm Jr. He talks about his conversation with Skip, and Skip just telling him, just keep playing, keep doing your thing. It's going to come, because Jazz is going through it a little bit, and he has shown up in a big way on Monday and then yesterday the big home run that broke the game open a three-run shot it was a double-decker bomb at Marlins Radio you better check out the GoPro uh, that we shot in the studio but that is what we learned Skip Schumacher doing a fantastic job so far early on Uh, as always for the recap here is your voice of the Miami Marlins Kyle Seeloff back here at Lone Depot Park another sensational night for the Miami Marlins It's their fourth come-from-behind victory since last Wednesday. They have won their third consecutive series. They've won four of their last five, and they've won six of their last seven games in come-from-behind fashion. They upend the Giants 4-2 here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Jazz Chisholm Jr.'s three-run bomb in the bottom of the fourth inning proved to be the difference maker in this ballgame tonight. Edward Cabrera was sensational, so we welcome back Rod Allen and Rod, uh, where would you like to start tonight? This was just an awesome ball game. The Marlins are playing really good baseball. Well, we might as well start with the guy on the mound today, Cabrera, because he came out today and three of the first four hitters uh, hit the ball extremely hard against him. Ustremski, he homered a two-run variety, but I think he and Jacob Stallings, uh, they made an adjustment. He looked like he was very deliberate. He was working very slow. He was thinking too much in that first inning. And then when he came out in the second inning, you and I both noticed that his pace was a lot faster, and then he just got busy from there. And he had 21 swings and misses today. 13 on the changeup. So the changeup was a great pitch for him today, whereas five days ago it was a curveball. He was outstanding. And, again, you know, Stallings working with him. I know Fortes wasn't, but it's worth the discussion, and, and we'll see where it goes from here every fifth day. Well, I mean, Stallings caught him only once last year. He's caught him in his last couple of outings after he had 13 base on balls in his first two outings this year. As we've said many, many times, no disrespect to Nick Fortes. He does a wonderful job behind the plate. But I think it was needed because Stallings has really handled him beautifully the last couple of outings. I don't know how long it will last, uh, but for now it's working. So now in the bullpen's last 21 appearances, spanning 25 innings, they've allowed 10 hits, two runs, they've walked six, and they've punched out 24. I mean, they're nails. It really doesn't matter who uh, Skip uh, calls for down in that bullpen right now. All guys are pitching with a tremendous amount of confidence. I mean, if you're Scott, if you're Floral, if you're Puck, you pretty much know where you're going to get the ball. You're going to be at the back end. If you're Nardi, you know you're going to pretty much be in that sixth inning. And Nardi's been tremendous this year, too. I think eight inherited runners this year. Not one of them scored against Nardi. So everybody down there is pitching really good. And I know the team feels good about their bullpen right now. I'll, show you, I'll tell you what, too, Ron. Shame on me. I meant to bring this up during the broadcast. I think Skip Schumacher is doing a hell of a job managing this team. Well, that's why they brought him in. I mean, Kim Ang said shortly after they started the interview process with Skip Schumacher, all he talked about 
was winning. And I think that's what sold Kim Ang and Bruce Sherman on Skip Schumacher, the fact that he, he comes from a winning pedigree with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's a no-nonsense kind of guy. Mm -hmm. They brought in a new staff. Those are a lot of new voices. They're young. There's a lot of energy in that room as far as the coaching staff is concerned. And right now the players are buying into everything uh, that Skip Schumacher and his staff are selling. That takes care of the uh, pitching side of things. Talk to me about Jazz. What do you see? And I mean, he's got three hits now in the last couple of games, and his uh, three-run blow there in the fourth inning was the difference maker. Well, you brought up Skip Schumacher. Uh, he had a conversation with Jazz mm -hmm. yesterday, and he told him to relax. You're going to be in the game. You're going to be my center fielder. You're going to play against lefties. You're going to play against righties. And that's all Jazz needed because I think he's relaxed the last couple of days. We know what kind of talent he has. And his defense. He's looking better in center field. He's only going to get better. He's got so much speed. I mean, once he slows down and allows the game to come to him, he's going to make a lot of plays out there. He's a tremendous athletic player. Marlins haven't swept anybody this season. They had a chance on Sunday against the Diamondbacks with Sandy on the mound. They couldn't do it. Tomorrow, Trevor Rogers goes opposite of Alex Cobb. The Marlins have not hit righties particularly well this season, but they're playing really good right now. Your expectations for that ball game tomorrow? If Trevor Rogers throws the baseball like he did five days ago, it will be a sweep. He was unbelievable last year, and we've already told you that the this team, the Giants, struggle against left-handed pitching. Yep, yep. They're hitting uh, 211 coming into the ball game tonight. All right, partner, let's do it again tomorrow afternoon. See you early. All right, that's Rod Allen. I am Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game tonight. The Giants scored two runs, both of them coming in the top of the first inning with a man at first base and Mike Yastrzemski at the plate. Deep to right field. This baby is going to go. Mike Yastrzemski has hit his third home run of the season. It is the 26th home run hit by the San Francisco Giants, and they've got a 2-0 lead here in the first. And the Marlins would start to chip back in the third. Jacob Stallings led off the bottom of the third inning with a double. He was sacrificed by Gene Segura, and on that play, Alex Wood, the pitcher, was hurt. He hurt his left hamstring. Alex Wood left the game. In came Jacob Junis, and the first man that he faced with John Birdie. Stallings was at third with one out. Let's go. The 1-2 pitch is hit in the air to right field. Yastrzemski has it lined up. Stallings is going to tag. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. A catch and a tag. He's safe. Now Gabe Kapler is going to hold things up. The Giants may want to take a look. Kapler is going to wave it off. It's a sacrifice fly for John Birdie and it's 2-1 to one San Francisco here in the third. And Jacob Junis would go two and two-thirds innings in this ball game tonight in the bottom of the fourth. It was a two-to-one game with one out. Jorge Soler roped a double to the gap in left center field. Brian De La Cruz singled. So with two aboard, one out, bottom four, up came to the plate Jazz Chisholm Jr. He swings and hits it high in the air. This ball is met with some serious force. Right field, way back and gone. Second deck. Jazz Chisholm Jr., a three-run bomb. It's 4-2 to two, Miami. Look out, Jazz. I see you, boy. That is all the Marlins would need in this ball game tonight. Edward Cabrera went six. He allowed the two runs, both third, six hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. Tanner Scott was perfect in the seventh. Dylan Floro was perfect in the eighth. A.J. Puck for the second consecutive night allowed a leadoff single in the top of the ninth. But then he got the pinch hitter, Darren Ruff, to fly out sharply to left. He struck out David Villar looking. And the last hope for the San Francisco Giants tonight was the catcher, Joey Bart. 
There goes the runner. Here's the payoff pitch. He struck him out swinging. The ball game is over. He threw the sweeper. The Marlins have their fourth come from behind win since last Wednesday. They have won their third consecutive series. They've won four of their last five. They've won six of their last seven games. They beat the San Francisco Giants 4-2 to tonight. A.J. Puck has his third save as a Miami Marlin. And Jazz Chisholm Jr.'s three-run homer in the bottom of the fourth inning is the difference in this ball game tonight. What a night of baseball here at Lone Depot Park. Now we're living. See, folks, we're having fun. Marlins are playing good baseball. Come out and join us. This team is fun to watch. I, uh, I am well aware that this was the 18th game of the season, and I know it's very, very early. What, we're one-tenth of the way through the season? Maybe a touch more. Um, but nobody would like to give these guys a chance, and maybe it all goes south. But I'm telling you that this team is good. They are playing good baseball. They are managed by a very good man who has a terrific staff in the front office, is committed to winning, and they are going to do whatever they can to win baseball games in 2023, and so far it's working. They're getting some big hits. They're getting big, big hits. I uh, I, I mentioned this the last, uh, the last week or so. I mean, they're hitting over 300 with runners in scoring position and darn near 400 with runners in scoring position and two outs. I mean, Jazz hit the one-out, three-run bomb in the fourth inning. They're just playing good, fun baseball. The defense is really good. I know that was all the, uh, the the talk around town in the spring, and understandably so. A lot of guys playing out of position, but Segura's held his own at third. Jazz looks better and better every single day in center field. I know that young man is going to win a gold glove out there. He cares about it. I know Jazz is different. He is a marketing superstar. He's on the cover of a video game, but... He is a darn good baseball player. And Jazz Chisholm Jr. Uh, provides the offense tonight. Edward Cabrera started everything on the mound, and it was all capped off by Scott, Floro, and Puck, who were nails out of the bullpen once again for the Miami Marlins here tonight. These Marlins struck out 11 tonight. That means that, let me do my math, $275 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, thank you very much, Kyle. Let's now head down to Skip Schumacher's press conference and what he had to say following the 4-2 victory over the San Francisco Giants. Skip, we'll start with uh, Edward Cabrera. How encouraged are you by the way he was able to bounce back after giving up the home run in the first? Yeah, shows how much he's growing and maturing. Um, you know, maybe a couple starts ago or maybe even last year that those two runs turned into five or six runs in a hurry and you know, we're looking at a, a, you know, long man out of the bullpen coming in and, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen after that. So, you know, him bouncing back um, and then getting the big strikeout uh, in the, to end the sixth inning was um, a huge moment for him. And I'm excited, you know, where he's at. What can that do for his confidence, the way he was able to get out of that jam as well? I think it shows not only him, but the team that, you know, he can do it. And, you know, we all have confidence in him. We... We saw it in spring training, the stuff that he was throwing, his bullpens. He came into spring training, and, you know, everybody says best shape of my life, right? That's the whole, yeah, that's what everybody says. But, um, you know, he, he might have been. He might have been, you know, in the best shape and ready to go. And his first bullpen session was, like, kind of eye-opening. And so when you see that, then you're really, you know, encouraged. And then, but it's spring training, you don't know. Cut, you know, rough start to the season, but, man, is he, um, the last two have been, really encouraging and um, I just think that 
there's so much more left in him and he, him starting to believe in himself. And, and that was, those were some big moments for him today. Chatting with Mel, he was saying how he really likes the way Stallings works with Cabrera. What have you seen and what have you liked from Stallings just behind the plate? Leadership, you know, constant communication uh, in between innings and um, just encouraging that, you know, he can do it, keep going, you know, doesn't let him ever put his chin to the chest. It's always an, an encouraging, positive talks, um, getting him back to where he needs to be, you know, maybe landing his curveball to get him back to his fastball or his changeup is so nasty, you know, throw more of that, whatever it is. Um, there's just constant communication and that just, that's the leadership qualities that you need as a, as a catcher. And, you know, Stahl has been, he's been hitting the ball really good lately, but his, his focus is getting guys, um, you know, through nine innings and winning the game um, on the defensive side. And, and that's super meaningful. You touched on the change of Freiburg. When that pitch is on, just how good is that pitch? Yeah, I asked Mel during spring training because I saw it on video and it's like 94. I'm just like, that's no change up is 94? I don't understand. Uh, and it, it looks like a two-seamer, but um, there's so much depth to it. And at the beginning of the year, there wasn't as, as much depth as more run. Now there's depth to it. And that's a, that's a game changer when you have depth. And um, and so you know, just like you know, Sandy needs more depth on his changeup. It's the same thing as uh, as Cabby. When they have depth on their changeup, it's it's tough to hit. You know, it's it's not just like a two seamer. It, it's really a hard changeup and almost split action. And um, you know, when he throws that any count, um, you know, so firm, it, it looks like a fastball to the very end, and that's why it's so good. With Jazz, obviously, probably a slower start than he would like this season. Just what had you seen up to to this point, and then obviously the big home run he has. Yeah, 16 games, and it's so tough to say, you know, slow. So I get it, right? I mean, I, mean I, I saw articles today about, you know, a couple of really good players that are struggling, and they're like, you know, it's 15 games, then we're two weeks in. Uh, you know, if, if this is a high school or college season, then you could maybe panic a little bit. But, gosh, there's so many 140-plus games left. Um, you know, he, he has to just trust the process, and I think that's, um, you know, what he's going to have to grow into, and, and I think he is growing into. It's like, you know, if you go four for four, over oh four, just trust your process. You know, don't change, you know, something drastically just because you, you know, had one or two bad days. Um, he's a super athlete. He's so quick that he's one of the guys that I've, one of the only guys I've ever been around that you have to actually slow him down because he's so quick and so twitchy. Um, and that's just nobody really has that. So um, it's, uh, he's going to be just fine. Big home run. Obviously, the ball in the gap was huge that he ran down. Um, you know, if you, you guys all saw him in spring training to now, I mean, and now we're, we're only two weeks in, right? And he's running down stuff both to the gap and in, um, getting really good jumps. All the metrics are showing it that, I mean, what a difference even from the first game to now. Um, so, yeah, you know, just like Soler, I say, could carry you. Um, Jazz can do the same thing. And um, when the, both those guys are going, then, um, you know, we're, we're doing okay. Have you ever had a game where a starter was scratched and then unscratched from a lineup and then just with Segura just him being able him being fine enough to come back and come into the game? Yeah, it's happened to me actually. So <laughs> um, it's not fun uh, if you're Garrett Hampson. Uh, or but uh, you know I've told Birdie like three different positions today. It's, um, but Segura, uh, you know, he felt like he was ready to go um, after BP. Uh, so he took batting practice, you know, inside. Uh, I watched it. He's completely like, dude, I'm fine. Please, I can play. 
Um, and so when, you know, someone wants to play that bad and we wanted him to play, he was in the lineup initially anyway, um, it just made a lot of sense. And then, um, you know, he's going to get the day off tomorrow anyway, so I don't think he wanted three days off straight. Um, I was going to give him tomorrow off. He, we, I told him that two days ago. So if I gave him today off, then he's like, I, I don't like three, you know, a mini all-star break. Like I need, I need to play. And so that, that was, uh, you know, part of the decision. When did that happen for you? What, what year? Oh, many times. There's, there's guys that, uh, I'm not going to name names, but, um, you know, when there's aces on the mound, all of a sudden they have, you know, an achy back or whatever. And I, I knew what was going to happen. But then they would come back if the pitching, you know, something, something changed and all of a sudden they're healthy again. It's, it's it was amazing how that worked. Yeah. What, what does that say about Gene and the, the type of player and the person that he is that despite the struggles he's having, he still wants to be in there to, to work out of it? You have to have players that love playing baseball. It's it's like you want you you're excited to come to the field every day, and after eleven years or whatever it is now that he's played, he still can't wait to play baseball. And when you have a bunch of guys that are excited to play every day and love the preparation, they love the slump because they know they're about to get really hot. And a lot of guys that are in funks, veteran guys, they know that they're about to get really hot. This this is not going to you know last forever. And um, he's one of those guys. So he's. He's just, you know, he's one of the leaders in our clubhouse, something I did not know about him. So, you know, when he shows up and, you know, he has a little something and then he fights through and wants to play, it shows a lot of the young guys, too, that like, well, if he's doing it, then, you know, I can jump back in, too. And um, so it goes further than just, you know, him jumping back in the lineup. Was his bunt, did he do it on his own or did you guys call for it? Yeah, that was on his own. Um, it, was a, it was a good baseball play. The guy's pushing back. Um, he slipped out of the box, and uh, you know that's a hit if he didn't slip. So it would have um, still a good play, I think. Even you know two nothing, but I think he was, um, you know, now we're, we're first and second, you know, and top of the order now coming up. So I thought it was a really good idea. On that language, uh, Gene now going to Luis, for example, who was hurt last week with a with a finger issue, and now today, yeah, got a couple hits, but was still showing that uh, pain. Um, is there any concern about that? If you have a bruise and I keep punching the bruise, it's going to hurt, right? I mean, so if you hit off the end of the bat or get jammed a little bit, that's what he keeps feeling. There's no structural damage. It's not breaking open or anything. He's a really tough guy, another guy that wants to play, loves the game. You see him around. like He's like, I do not want to sit on the bench. I want to play. Even after the pinch hit he had the other day, he's like, you know, it was great, but I don't want to do that again. I want to play. Um, so that's just, again, when you have those guys that, you know, will play through a little bit of, um, you know, discomfort and, you know, whether it's Gene or um, Solaire or uh, Louis, it's just, it's, it's pretty, it's just, that's what leadership looks like. And it's, you're not going to feel 100% every day, but they still go out and they still produce and they still help us win. That, that shows what, you know, you know, other guys, what this is all about. Um, with Solari, a three-hit game, now, first time he's had two uh, non-extra base hits. Um, was it like having a power guy like him hitting singles every day? Well, I like hits. You know, we, we that's what we talk about, right? We talk about being a complete hitter. He's going to hit home runs because he's a giant man and he's strong, right? So he's going to run into them. But the, the uh, you know, being a good hitter is – you know, what we preach and what, you know, the hitting group preaches that, you know, we want to be good hitters first. And if we click one, we click one. I've said it before. And, you know, we've clicked a lot of, you know, home runs. Um, not I wouldn't say like league wide in comparison, but we've, we've hit more home runs than, um, you know, early on. That's how we've been scoring runs. But 
I, I still think that like it's, you know, hit, hit blast is, you know, the recipe and not just, you know, let's just try to hit homers. Thanks, Greg. All right. Got it. All right, great job by everyone, Kyle Rod, Skip Schumacher, Edward Cabrera, the entire lineup, and everyone else on the Miami Marlins roster. We are right back at it for a matinee on a Wednesday. It's going to be a getaway day for the San Francisco Giants, a 110 first pitch. I've got Marlins on deck at 1240. Thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.